This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 347 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host is the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I am inevitable. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Rake. Daughters of Themyscira, show him your fear. Somebody just like pulls out a spider. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you guys would reply, "We have no fear." That's okay. Uh, sorry, I, I'm afraid of a lot of things. No. <laughs> Someone just hands fucking uh, Steppenwolf a book about alien abduction. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> you are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of news to talk about, including the first trailer for The Suicide Squad. And then we've got a review of the first three episodes of Amazon's new animated superhero show, Invincible. But before we get into all that, how is everyone doing? Markellis Reagans, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. That's it? Yeah, that's it. I am, like, really burnt out. I am so tired. I don't know why I cannot seem to care <laughs> this week <laughs> after we did last week's episode i'm like all right record on monday start editing monday work tuesday morning edit tuesday night work wednesday edit wednesday night work thursday edit patreon thursday night and then f- work friday and then friday night i'm like all right now i can start my week and i just stopped <laughs> i just i just didn't move at all for the, the whole like two days luckily um invincible was like it was like a remote control away Otherwise, <laughs> I don't know what I would be talking about this week. Um, but I did get some good news today. Hunky Boys edition is on its way. So uh, Psycho Goreman is going to be in the building, uh, depending on how long uh, it takes to get from Canada. Right. I got that same email today. I'm going to be filming an unboxing video for YouTube when it gets here. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. Aubrey, how are you? I am uh, living the dream. It's, uh, yeah, nothing special has happened this week. Did nothing special. Just worked in. Okay, great, great, great. Well, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm really tired today. I didn't go to bed yesterday until 6, a, 6 p.m. And then I slept all the way straight through until like, I want to say like 4 a.m. Then I got up and I drove to Springfield, which is probably about, I don't know. What do you think from here, Mark? Like a half an hour? Uh, from you? Yeah, yeah, about half an hour. Well, it was the ass end of Springfield, too, because it was Eastfield Mall. So. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's where I go to get my COVID testings. That's where I went the first time, and they have all my info on record, so I can just be like, I've already been here. Here's my name and birthday, and it's it's all set. So I had to go get another COVID test this morning, um, which I got there. The website said they opened at 8, 
And I got there. You gotta be on like number ten, right? This is this is my fourth uh, COVID test. So um, the website said they opened at eight, and so I got there at quarter of seven, and I was the third car in line. So I was like, sweet. And then they didn't open until like quarter after nine. Oh God! <laughs> so I actually ended up watching two episodes of Invincible in my car, <laughs> my phone while I was waiting. <laughs> So that worked out, I guess. But yeah, and uh, yesterday, we're not going to be covering it on the podcast, so I can talk about it. Yesterday, I actually, I went to the movies uh, for the first time since September. And my son and I went to see the movie Nobody. Um, and it was his first time going to the movies since we saw Sonic last March, February, last February. So it had been over a year for him. And we went to the movies, and it was awesome. And the movie was chef's kiss amazing so um yeah that was awesome it was fine we felt safe there's nobody sitting near us they had all the seats blocked off near you and concessions were cheap and yeah it was great i'm glad i was really nice to go to the movies again and the most important thing markellis the most <laughs> important thing is they played the food flow commercial again of course they did <laughs> they pulled it out and blew the dust off of it <laughs> like give the fans what they want well, it's funny because when we were driving over there in the car, Colin was so excited to be going to the movies again. And it, I didn't even – he didn't even see a trailer for the movie. I was just like, do you want to go to the movies with me on Sunday and see a violent uh, action movie from some of the people behind John Wick? And he's like, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> so <laughs> when we were driving over there, he was just like, man, the only topper to this amazing day would be if they paid, played Food Flow before the movie again. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> But there's a shocking uh, dearth of Maria Menounos beforehand, so it was kind of sad. Wait, so there was no Maria Menounos? Oh, because they don't, they can't do the the newbie thing because they don't want people hanging out in the theaters for a long period of time. Well, no, they still did it. It just it didn't have her like as much. It was just her at the at the very beginning and then right at the very end. Ah. Maybe they aren't filming like new segments for it because it's like COVID and stuff. But no. yeah, we were we were starting to get really disappointed. But then she popped up at the end. So we were like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God Maria Menounos is back. All is right with the world. That's right. And food flow. <laughs> wow, that's hot dog. <laughs> so you hear anything about this movie? It's about a farmer who discovers he's sitting on the world's largest deposit of nacho cheese. Best condiment ever. Jalapeno. Wow, that's a hot dog. Uh, make that two hot dogs. Anyway, sci-fi movies, they never win any awards. This one will. I heard the aliens look exactly like... Pepperoni pizza? Yeah, grab me one. I'm gonna grab seats. I heard they're super comfy ones. It's like sitting on... Popcorn? Would you like butter? You read my mind. That guy's like, pepperoni pizza? He's like, wow, man, that sounds great. I'll let's go get our seats. But the guy already had a pizza, so that means he had to get back in line and buy a second pizza for his friend. And he did it because he's a fucking legend. His friend slash lover. I'm not really sure what's happening there. But anyway, <laughs> there's like probably like 90 percent of our listenership has no fucking idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Just for the uninitiated food flow, and you can look it up on uh, YouTube. It's Cinemark Food Flow. It was a commercial they played for like Ever. what, like two or three years, Mark? God, forever. It was yeah, probably probably like two years, two and a half years, because there used to be the uh, the musical one. Yeah, it was the the uh, Burger King Kids Club of Diversity Singers <laughs> right. uh, singing about Coca Cola. <laughs> I love that. They should bring that one back. No one can stop. Me when I taste the 
the, all right. So the thing that killed me about that one was when they were in the theater afterwards and they're like singing and passing the concessions around. Mm-hmm. One of the guys like spills his popcorn all over the fucking red haired girl, like all over. Her. And she doesn't even flinch. She just goes right on with the hand clapping and singing. So that's right. One take. It's all it's, it's all we got. That's right. She's like, I'm not messing up my shot. She's not going <laughs> to miss her shot. It's professional. <laughs> but anyway, Food Flow is a commercial where like there's people going to the movies and each one of them like says something about a concession, which then leads to another conversation about a concession. But they're all very awkward and poorly acted. And it's amazing. And me and my kids were like obsessed with it to the point where we could all we all had it memorized, which is probably a sad statement on how often we go to the movies. But we would just like recite it in time with the movies and then it disappeared and it was so sad. But now it's back. So enough about Coca-Cola commercials at the movies. Mark Ellis, just tell the listeners where they can find more. So was your podcast. All right, so everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you also find some movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you will find our merchandise there. We have a Tee Public store with t-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, masks, all types of goodies with the Soul Wizard Podcast logos all over it. So definitely check that out. Uh, you can also find our social media links on the website we have facebook twitter and instagram so you can definitely get at us let us know what you think uh you can subscribe to us on itunes you can give us a five-star review while you're there you can also find our show on a stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone we're on podbean iHeartRadio, spotify pandora uh, we have a youtube page with videos going up every week from adam wallyhawk so definitely check that out we have a patreon if you want to support us monthly and get bonus content from everyone here at the show Uh, Shout out to all of our podcasting buddies over in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. What is this? Stop it. Don't open that door. What is it? What is this? What is it? I listened to that like 10 times. I have no idea what it is. Joey, please explain that. That's uh, that's some of the wonderful voice acting from the very first Resident Evil video game oh. on PlayStation 1. <laughs> Aubrey, did you know what that was? Nope. If only the new movie can live up to that. Stephen Amell. Oh, sorry. Robbie Amell. That's right. Please save us. Yeah. All right. Well... I guess we've got time to drop the drop and talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in Nerdy News, it's the big event that we've all been waiting for. We've been waiting pretty much an entire year for this announcement. But Disney is finally going to do it. They pulled the trigger and they gave a release date for Black Widow for the Disney Plus app. Uh, it's going to be premiering July 9th. You can go to the theaters and watch it. Or if you want to stay at home and watch it, you can watch it on Disney Plus. Uh, premiere access, of course. Uh, they didn't say anything about the price increase, but the other ones were $30. So it's safe to assume that this one will also be $30. So now we finally got our date. We finally get our finally we are finally going to have our moment to see Black Widow 
Um, as it's released, how do you feel about this big announcement? Joey, I know you've been waiting for this forever, dude. How do you feel? Oh, my God. Is it actually going to come out this time? <laughs> it has to. It has to. They they already have a home release date for it. So even if even if theaters shut down across the country, July 9th, it's going to be premiering on Disney+. Plus. All right. Well, I'm going to see it in the theater myself, and both the kids will be uh, heading out. We've all been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, 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 waiting for a uh, new MCU movie to see in the theater. As much as I've loved WandaVision and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. It's just not the same, man. I want to go to the theater. I want to be sitting in my seat eating my uh, small popcorn with no butter. And <laughs> that's only 480 calories, folks. And I want to hear that fucking fanfare and enjoy an MCU movie. And we need to see uh, Scarlett Johansson on the big screen. I think that's important um, because she's hot and I want to see her in that white suit as big as possible. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully they stick to it. I'm upset that this once again pushes back Shang-Chi, but hopefully this means we'll actually start to get a trailer and some marketing besides leaked blurry pictures of Lego sets. Right. Yeah. And you can find, and stores can finally start pushing out that black widow merchandise. That's been collecting dust for (laughs) the past nine months or so. (laughs) Three or four boxes of it just sitting in the back room at job number two. over a year i can't wait to get it out of there all right so aubrey what about you i know you are a proponent of going to the movies now i know that's kind of um you're not afraid of of heading out to the theaters um how do you feel about black widow coming out on disney plus and heading to the theaters um honestly i'm probably gonna see it in theaters i have i'm fully vaccinated i can do it (laughs) i don't want i don't want to have to pay 30 dollars to see it at home I want the experience. Yeah, I love the MCU so much. I will be seeing it in the theaters and I'm going to pay 30 bucks to watch it on Disney+. Plus. I'm giving Disney all my money. I don't give a shit. I'm ready for a new MCU movie. And hopefully it's good. I mean, wouldn't it, wouldn't it suck if they've built all of this goodwill like through all of these movies and then we finally get to the one that we've all been waiting for and it sucks? It's not going to suck. Of course not. Of course not. It's MCU. Kevin Feige knows what he's doing, but I'm just saying, wouldn't that be funny? Like the most eagerly awaited, one of the most eagerly awaited MCU movies turns out to be their first bomb in their history. It might not do as well uh, box office wise just because of, you know, COVID and stuff. And it's going to be really frustrating when, you know, like three years from now, somebody's like, well, uh, Black Widow didn't make any money at the box office. (laughs) And it's just like, well, there's like COVID and stuff, but you know, nobody's going to listen. There is no way this movie is not going to make money at the box office. This is, this is it. This is the movie that Christopher Nolan wished he had put out last year. (laughs) There's not going to be a bunch of mumbling and it's going to be really long and confusing. (laughs) Is there going to be a love story with uh, Black Widow and Hulk? Uh, Probably not. Probably not. It's already a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, so uh, shift the calendar around. July 9th is Black Widow, everybody. Let's get ready. Don't worry. I already sat down and redid <laughs> the entire goddamn schedule I had made out through August for the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Marvel. All right. So then in uh, other big uh, comic book news, we finally got a trailer for The Suicide Squad. 
We had that little teaser before that showed behind the scenes footage, but now we get a full trailer filled with uh, classic 70s music, I think, and uh, some goofy, wacky action. Uh, so yeah, so let's see. What do we think of this Suicide Squad trailer? Let's start with Aubrey. I don't care. I don't want it to happen. What? The trailer didn't knock your socks off? We weren't impressed by it at all? No. Wow. Bah. <laughs> you got to give us more than that. Why didn't you like the trailer? I don't know. I, I guess I just don't trust DC. I mean, maybe it'll be good. Maybe. I'm still going to see it because I know well, I have I mean, to. Obviously. Yeah. But I don't know. I wish that there was different people other than Harley Quinn being the center of attention for like every DC movie that ever comes out. I feel like they just use her for numbers and it's annoying. I don't really care to see her. She's not interesting to me. She's hot though. Ah. <laughs> There's a lot of people and a lot of merchandise that would completely disagree with you, Aubrey. Uh, she is Bullshit. definitely popular. Not to me. It's sus. Well, Aubrey, I have to tell you this. The movie's coming out in August. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. You're going to have to suffer through it just like the rest of us. I just, I would rather see different villains. You know? Is that so hard? There's so much to ask. Yeah, yeah, polka dot, man. (laughs) (laughs) Polka dot, man. females in the, the DC villain realm. Well, maybe Katana make an appearance. This is Katana. She's got my back. This is Katana. She's got my back. She can cut all you in half with one sword stroke, just like mowing the lawn. I would advise not getting killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. (laughs) All right, Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about the Suicide Squad trailer? Um, I didn't think this was a very good trailer. I'm excited about the movie. I know Aubrey isn't, but I'm excited about the movie because I'm excited about James Gunn. I'm excited about a lot of the casting. I'm excited about a lot of the characters. John Cena looks funny as hell as Peacemaker. Um, uh, Starro, the fucking conqueror in this. Oh, my God. Uh, There's a lot of pieces to this that look great. Just that trailer sucked. Um, I don't know if it was cut to hide things in the movie or what, but like. I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling the trailer at all. I'm excited about everything about the movie except the trailer, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. All right. I'll admit there wasn't like a lot of, oh my God, moments in the trailer. But, you know, Sylvester Stallone is King Shark. I mean, come on. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> what's it says Taika Waititi's in it, but it doesn't say what he's doing. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I enjoyed I like Polka Dot Man. Uh, I, thought, I thought his his line was funny. I, I thought Edges Elba was funny. I, I thought Harley Quinn was actually pretty funny, too. She, it looks like she's in it. I thought for sure they would have killed her off like in the first like five minutes of the movie. But it looks like she's in it a lot. You know, she had a, a lot of scenes. So, yeah, I think it looks cool. I think it looks like a James Gunn. It looks like Guardians of the Galaxy, but in a DC universe, which is exactly what you would sign up for. Right. That's exactly what they wanted when they hired him. So we're going to get it. Yeah. And the fact Aubrey, that. Oh, go ahead. Who Jordan. would you want instead of Harley Quinn in the movie then? Poison Ivy. Oh, yes. I or agree Frost. with you. I guess. Just anybody. A non developed character. Silver Banshee. 
Yeah, there are a lot of characters that get pinned to Harley Quinn, but the way the cash register rings at oh, sorry, job number two for um, Harley Quinn merchandise, it's never going to happen. But I'll I'll agree with you, Aubrey. I wouldn't mind seeing a, a, a Poison Ivy uh, in a DC universe. I mean, not Uma Thurman Poison Ivy, but like a newer one. I think that'd be pretty dope. I think they could do a fantastic job with, with Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, anyway, it's coming out August 6th. It's going to be in theaters and it's also going to be on HBO Max. So that's another one that if you don't want to run out uh, into the world, to the COVID world, you can always stay at home and watch it. All right. So then uh, the last bit of news is they announced the cast for the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show. Um, This one is uh, obviously going to be on Disney Plus. This is going to be a limited edition uh, or limited limited episode series. I think... I remember correctly, it's only going to be about four episodes, might be six. Uh, but they released the cast. Of course, Ewan McGregor's back as Obi-Wan. Uh, they already announced that Hayden Christensen is going to be back as Vader, which is pretty dope. But Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru are back in it, which I thought was pretty dope. And uh, Ice Cube Jr. is going to be in it, too, which I thought was awesome. So, yeah. So what do you guys think of this, this cast of the Obi-Wan TV show? Let's go back to Joey. Looks interesting. Uh, it was funny to see Ice Cube's son. That's Ice Cube's son, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. O'Shea Jackson yeah. Jr. On there. Um, uh, and on Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen, I met Aunt Beru at a convention. God, I think you might have even been there, Mark. It was like Wizard World, New York City. Uh, probably. I don't remember. We went for um, somebody's bachelor party. Yeah, I remember the bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she was really cute. And that was probably like seven years ago, eight years ago now, nine years ago. I don't fucking know. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see her and Uncle Owen back again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to say without character descriptions. Uh, it's nice to see Hayden Christensen back. I don't know what they're going to do with that or how it's going to work. Maybe he'll be a force ghost. It would be cool if he was like a force ghost, but like just was an asshole and like harassing Obi-Wan the whole time. But he's not going to be because he's dead, right? He's no, still alive in this. Yeah, this is right? 10 years after episode three. So he's Vader. He's going to oh, be dressed up as Vader. Yeah. Damn. Can we figure out a way to get a Star Wars TV show where Hayden Christensen's just a force ghost like pestering people? <laughs> Whoever's still alive that has the force. <laughs> that would be great. I'd watch that all day. Um yeah, I, I, I don't understand how this is going to work with him. Is he just going to be in the suit? Like, what? I don't know, but I'm interested to see. And I don't have any problems with the rest of the cast. I just wish I knew who they were playing or what they were doing as long as it was not spoilers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about the cast of the Obi-Wan TV show? I think it looks pretty good. I'm not all about hating Christensen because I hated him. But you know, I think I think the cast looks really good. I'll take it. Yeah, and I'm sure you're a fan of uh, Uncle Owen, right? He got his ass whooped by Tom Hardy in that Warrior movie back in the day. Yes. <laughs> the best movie ever. Uh, yeah, so besides uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, Ice Cube, Little Ice Cube, uh, we also got Sung Kang, who you may know as Han Solo from the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, he's going to be in it. And um, Kumail Najani, who uh, you might remember from Lovebirds, we reviewed that movie a little while ago. Him and uh, Issa Rae uh, played a couple. Uh, and he's also going to be in Marvel's Eternals. So uh, he's getting all that Disney money. 
not mad at him at all. But uh, they haven't released a date for when it's coming out, but it does start filming next month. Uh, and as I said, it's going to take place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. And uh, I mean, so we're going to get Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. It's, it's uh, safe to assume we'll get a 10-year-old Luke Skywalker running around too. Now, I am here for that. I'm ready for that. Maybe he'll be a pod racer or something. Uh, so yeah, so that's it. That's it. That's all I got for the news. Oh, but wait, Mark Ellis. Wait. There's breaking news. Welcome for a special news report. All right, take it away, Joey. All right, so literally announced as we're recording right now, the director of Godzilla vs. Kong, Adam Wingard, is officially going to be directing Thundercats the movie live action for Warner Brothers. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's real. It's being reported by Deadline and Variety, so this isn't like, um, you know, some fucking random website with the word geek in the in the title <laughs> reporting it, and everyone's like, yeah, okay, buddy. Uh, this is real. Live action Thundercats movie. Markellis, how do you feel about it? You know, I am psyched for my cousin, my younger cousin Jamel, because he was a huge Thundercats fan back in the day. I was never that big of a fan. Um, I was. It was a little bit. I don't know. I didn't really care that much. I was a little bit too old to like really enjoy it. But I like the idea that someone's gonna, in a post cats world, someone's gonna attempt to make a Thundercats movie. <laughs> I give them, I give them props for that. They got big, big swinging ones for that one. But uh, yeah, what, what's Rebel Wilson doing? Okay, I hope we get a butthole cut of Thundercats. Uh, Aubrey, do you even know what Thundercats is? I do. I actually used to watch Thundercats all the time growing up. How excited are you for a live-action movie? I think a live-action movie is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I, did, I don't see them being able to make cat humans look good. We already saw that in Cats. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see... Don't ruin Thundercats for me. Make Can it an animated, an animated movie. Do you want the rum-tum-tugger to show up in the mid-credits scene? <laughs> yes. Jason Derulo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I am cautiously optimistic and excited about this. Uh, I used to love Thundercats as a kid and I had a bunch of the toys. And that theme song is fucking badass. I can already see the poster in my mind. I can already see the poster, Mark Ellis. It's going to be the fucking symbol. Oh, the symbol. And it's going to say, hear the roar, (laughs) summer 2024. (laughs) And I'm going to be Sights weeping. I'm going to be weeping openly in the movie theater. <laughs> I'm so excited. I am the reason I'm only cautiously optimistic is because unlike He-Man, where I can kind of visualize how they would do it, the entire cast almost is going to be in some form of CG or animatronic or yeah. prosthetic. Like I don't know how it's going to look. That's my main worry. It's like, how is this going to look? It's going to look like shit. Because if it looks like shit, they don't even make the movie. <laughs> Like, don't even let it get out of, like, pre-production if it's going to look like shit. Because if Lion-O looks like garbage or something like that, like, the movie does not work. So, don't waste the money. But better warn a brother, because this shit's coming, bro. It's coming. Oh, man. Can't wait to hear, like, an orchestral version of the theme. Ah, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> Whoa. The dogs are pumped. They're cats. Damn dogs. How much you love Snarf. Snarf. Oh, my God. Snarf, Snarf. Oh, shit. What if the bear bulls show up in the mid credit scene? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's exciting stuff. So I just wanted to drop that out there. Literally breaking as we're recording. 
Oh, as many times as they announced a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe movie, I'm not going to get too excited over this one announcement. I have a feel like I have a feeling we're about you know we're going to be making an announcement of a new director for Thundercats in about six months. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it. We're going to take a quick break and we are going to come back with our review of Amazon Prime's Invincible. Hi, everyone. We're your beer drinking babes. I'm Ashley. And I'm Nagy. And we're from Rock Candy Podcast. Every week, we bring you a story from the world of music while drinking thematic beers. Did you ever wonder how much Charles Manson inspired the music you love today? Did you know that Joy Division and New Order are virtually the same band? Are you aware of how weird Kesha really is? Like how she had sex with a ghost? Do you also not understand what Post Malone is? Because we don't. Well, we got you covered. Behind the Music isn't around anymore, but we're here to pick up the slack. And be a little drunker. Yeah, so go ahead and look for Rock Candy Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you catch your pods. And with that, party on, kids. Party on. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to check out the first three episodes of Invincible on Amazon Prime. It's the animated version of the Image Comics title from Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead. At first, we'll go no spoilers, and then Mark Ellis will play the drop delineating spoilers in case you haven't watched it and you don't want to get it ruined, but you want our initial impressions. Now, we all had a chance to watch this before we start with the impressions. Aubrey, you've never read the comic? I have not. Okay. Mark Ellis, you've never read the comic. You uh, have read the comic. Yeah, I've read the first four trades of the comic. Awesome. I, I read probably the first like 75 or 80 issues, I want to say, before I fell off. So uh, we had some different opinions here. So let's go get started. Aubrey, what did you think of Invincible? Um, It's weird. I don't know. It's not really my thing. Why is it weird? Without spoilers. Um, it's like, it's definitely an adult cartoon, which are always, they always hit me strange. I never enjoy adult cartoons Mm -hmm. as much as I want to be that person that likes stuff like Rick and Morty and, um, we have to have a very high IQ to understand Rick and Morty. I just, I just don't. I, don't, I never think that they're funny. American Dad, I don't think is funny. Family Guy, I hate. Hate Family Guy. Archer, never liked Archer. And I feel like it's in that realm of animated adult cartoons. The only one I've ever enjoyed is South Park. Okay. So, so it's, it's just not my thing. Would you have liked this better if it was live action? I might have, yeah. Okay. All right. Mark Ellis, what about you? Yeah, I, you know, so I watched WandaVision, you know, a little while ago, like we all did. And I'm like, man, this show is amazing. This could be the best TV show of the year. Then I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I'm like, oh, my God, wait a minute. <laughs> this could be the best TV show of the year. And then I watched the first three episodes of Invincible. I think this one, this might be it. This might be the best TV show of the year. I thought it's it's done so well. And even though I read the beginning of the uh, of the story, even though I know kind of how it's set up. Just seeing it play out in animated form is amazing. I think the animation is so good. I think the acting is so good. I think it's it really pulls you in. And I would say if you like the boys, if you're a fan of Amazon's The Boys, this is like an animated... The what? <laughs> boys! Mm. If you're a fan of that, you you will probably like this animated version of that 
that type of uh, humor slash superhero story. But I, th- I think it's amazing. I think it's one of the most enjoyable things I've seen in years. Wow. All right. Oh, we've got some differing opinions here. I guess I will come in and I'll say, oh, I liked it in the middle. I really did like it a lot. I liked it quite a bit, actually. I didn't like it as much as Markellis, but I, I did enjoy those first three episodes. I agree. The animation is fantastic. And I'm curious to see where it goes from here, but I, it's really hard to talk about without spoiling it. So I, I will just say I liked it. And if you are about over, uh, I don't know, over... 13 13 14 yeah 13 14 if you're a little a little on the older side and you want to check it out uh, i would definitely suggest it (laughs) but now we're gonna drop the drop we're gonna get into the spoilers spoiler alert i had seen the future and i had to prevent it all right guys let's start with things we liked aubrey there has to be something you liked in there i mean it's different it's definitely a different concept um in a sense. And it's interesting. It does keep you wanting to watch it. So, I don't know. Those things I did enjoy. I did accidentally watch the third episode before I watched the first and second. <laughs> even though I thought I already watched I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> I just happened to... Like, Amazon, I guess, when you watch on the app, just starts you off with the newest episode. And I wasn't paying attention. So I thought that the third episode was the first episode. Then I went back and watched the first. So I still have the second to watch. But it's, I I guess that the, well, I'll get to that after. Yeah. What did you think of the twist with his dad? Um, That was really surprising. I am interested to see how that shakes out. All right, Mark Ellis, you are gushing over there. So what did you like about the show? I liked how it opened with the two security guards just having a, just like a, a dramatic conversation. You know what I mean? Something you would see on like ABC Family or something, which was really odd. I'm like, what the? Wait, I thought this was invincible. Why am I watching these two guys have a conversation about uh, one of their stepsons? It's like, eventually this is going to happen. And then you get to that big opening scene and it's just amazing. It looks like it reminded me of the DC animated movies that have been coming out. Uh, it has like that same type of like design, the same type of floors, but it's, it doesn't look like a, like a kid's TV show or like a, like an animated TV show. It looks like it's a, like an animated movie. It looks like there's a lot of craft put into it. So I love the opening <laughs> with the security guard. Once I, once the, the action kicked in, uh, I liked how whenever the title card comes up is whenever someone says his name. Like, he'll say, my name is, and then it'll cut to the title card, Invincible. And it happens in every episode. And, and it seems to have more blood on it every episode. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. That's awesome. I like the uh, I like the Justice League, like, all getting a call to, like, or the, the fake Justice League getting a call to, like, action to head to the... Um, Head to the headquarters, and then there's like the the Aquaman fish guy who's just sitting in the water, just bored. <laughs> and then it, the thing goes off, and he's like, "Yes, <laughs> finally some action." I like that uh, the character of Alan, who was uh, supposed to supposed to attack the planet Earth or the planet Urath, but he he read it as Earth. Um, I like the way he's dressed like Prince Adam from uh, He Man. I thought that was pretty. That's a cute little nod. 
Uh, I like the way everyone says, um, oh, your name is Invincible. It's kind of optimistic. Uh, that's, a, that's a nice running joke. And I like that. <laughs> that when Mark gets his powers, he's he works at a, like a fast food place. And he goes outside to take the, the trash out. And there's like these two bags. He's supposed to throw them in a dumpster. He throws one in a dumpster. Second one, he goes to toss in a dumpster. And it flies in the air. It was like That's a, the moment where he gets his powers. So he hurls this bag of trash like up into space. And then two episodes later, it comes down in London. Like out of nowhere, it, it hits the security guard and his son who were visiting London. That shit killed me. It killed me. Um, so yeah, the humor is actually on point. The action scenes are amazing. And the animation is so good. It's so good. Um, it's definitely one of like one of the best, I don't know, TV show experiences that I've had in a while. Uh, but it's right up there. It's right up there with uh, some of the the later things that we've been getting. Oh, wow. All right. Well, what did you think of uh, Omni-Man being evil? Obviously, you read the books, so you kind of knew that already. But. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it made sense. It, it, I mean, it, the cool thing about it is that it, they don't really show him. You, The reason he's a hero is because our main hero, Mark, it's his father. So you kind of look up to him. Um, but you don't really know what his real intention is. And I, I think it's really cool when they explain like what it is. It, you know, I don't want to say it makes sense, but yeah, yeah, it, it it's, it def, it's definitely going to make for an interesting last five episodes. I'm definitely looking forward to see what, seeing what happens and him beating the shit out of the, oh yeah, we're in spoilers, right? Yeah. <laughs> him beating the shit out of the justice league at the, the end the of guardians ep- of the globe, <laughs> guardians of the globe at the end of episode one was fucking brutal. Cause it starts off with like this kind of like, oh my God, something's wrong with him. And you get like this kind of intense music and then the music cuts out and is just blood splatter and guts all over the place. It's fucking amazing. All right. Well, uh, for myself, I will agree with Marcellus. The, the animation is awesome. Uh, the Amazon, Jeff Bezos clearly spared no expense. He had some money rolling around in his car seats and said, Hey, let me make an animated show. Um, and, and yeah, it d- doesn't spare any expense. Uh, it lo- looks fucking awesome. The uh, action scenes, fantastic. I really enjoyed uh, all the story. I'm enjoying the storyline, even though I already know it. And I wonder if I would like it even more if I hadn't read the book, because I already knew that his dad was evil. <laughs> so the first episode being like a lot of setup and the first episode has almost no gore in it at all. Yeah. Except for that after credit scene. It's almost like uh, it's lulling you in with like, Hey, isn't this fun? Uh, this teenager gets his superpowers story. Wow. Everybody loves it. It's great. And then, (laughs) 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 so I did enjoy that. Um, I think the voice acting is amazing in this, uh, Steven Yoon is doing bang up work. He was great in Voltron and now he's amazing in this, but he's going to probably win a fucking Oscar and never do anything cool like this again. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully uh, private school ain't cheap or he likes to just keep uh, his nerd cred or he just likes to work over Skype because, uh, yeah, man, he, I think he was great as Mark slash Invincible. Um, Adam Eve is one of my favorite characters from the comic. Uh, voice acting on point. Uh, just about everybody sounded great in the in the show. I got to tell you, every, everything sounded good. Even J.K. Simmons sounded good as his dad. So mm-hmm. 
And with the animation being so good, it's easy to forget that these are celebrity voices and just kind of lose yourself in the show. So I was appreciative of that, too, because that was something I was worried about. You even, even got Mark Hamill in there. so Yeah, Mark Hamill, Seth Rogen. Um, yeah, was, and I kind of forget Walter Goggins is in it. I kind of forget yep. that these big names are like doing these voices, just kind of buy into the characters. Right. Um, I think the guy that played... He was in The Walking Dead, and then he was Red Skull in Infinity War, and I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. I know you're talking Russ about Russ Markhand. He was the voice of, like, almost every member of the Guardians of the Clone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> when you hit uh, up on the Amazon app, it'll show you the voice actors that are all on screen. Hmm. And he was, like, almost everyone in <laughs> on the team. So, yeah, he was the fish guy. Like, it was oh. great. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Awesome. So I did enjoy that um, storyline wise. Like I said, I already kind of know like where it's going, but I did appreciate it getting embellished. And obviously the big surprise wasn't a surprise to me, but uh, I could see how that would hook people. And I'm just excited to see where it goes. I really, really liked it. But with the good must come the bad. Aubrey, you're the only one of us that's not gushing over here. So what are some things you didn't like about the show? I didn't like how it was kind of like a DC ripoff. Uh, that was not my. It was not my favorite thing, uh, and I think that that kind of ruined the show for me a little bit too, because the animation did look like DC animation, and but it was and it was kind of gory like DC animation can be. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like the parody against DC though. Like I didn't like. Darkwing and that type of stuff. I feel like it should have been a little bit more original. <laughs> All right. And you had originally said you just couldn't get into it because of the animation. Um, and you think live action would have changed that? Or do you I, think it was I just think not I would your have thing? enjoyed live action more because I like the boys. I do like the boys. You, you like what? I like the boys. <laughs> boys? Mm. <laughs> I do I do like that show. So I think that I probably would have liked it a little bit more if it was live action. But maybe they did animation because they already have the boys, you know? And I don't know their creative decision making, but I think they could probably just go bigger with animation. I, I'm sure it's not cheap to animate something, but it's a lot cheaper to animate the time traveling army invading three times in an episode than it would be to do that all practical. So maybe they, if it was a different style of animation, I wouldn't have minded it so much. I just kind of feel like it's, it reminds me of adult cartoons. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Mark I know that you are gushing like a fire hydrant over there, over the show, but was there anything you didn't like? Uh, as much as I appreciate the sound design of the final act of episode one, uh, where the Guardians of the Globe gets massacred, uh, the the rest of the show, it isn't balanced right. Like the dialogue scenes are very low, which are, you know, they're okay. And I, you know, I turn the volume up and then like a fight or an explosion would happen and all of that is incredibly loud. So, and I've watched, I watched three episodes, all three episodes twice. And I've had to like, you know, turn it up, turn the volume all the way up whenever there's dialogue and then turn the volume all the way down whenever there's like a fight scene or explosion. So the sound design is kind of shitty. I think in the future, I'll probably just have to wear headphones instead of playing, you know, up and down with my remote control. Uh, So that's the only thing that I really didn't like about it. Okay. 
Um, I think that's not just Invincible. That's something with a lot of shows. I remember a million years ago when I first started watching Arrow on Netflix. I was catching up on Arrow because I had never watched it. It was the same way. And I had to watch it at night when everybody was asleep. So I that's what started me watching stuff with closed captions. Yeah. <laughs> like a 75-year-old woman. And now I just watch everything that way. So I don't even have it turned up that loud anyway. <laughs> so. All right. Well, uh, things I didn't like about it. One, uh, I can't watch all the rest of the episodes right now. I have to wait every week. Yeah. Um, unlike some of the other things that we've reviewed that are weekly, I uh, won't be watching this with the entire family. Uh, so I don't have the oomph to like wait. So for everyone to sit down together, like we all sit down and watch Falcon Winter Soldier together or WandaVision. But we're not watching this all together, so it's probably just a tiny bit too violent for Colin. I don't think Janine would be interested, and I know Jen would not be interested at all. But I, uh, I, I wish I could just watch all of it at once. So, and that's not—I'm not going to shit on the show too much for that. But I, I, some things I feel like should be bingeable, and some things shouldn't. And I get why they don't want to do it anymore because of the buzz it creates over the course of the whole season instead of just one weekend. But God damn it, I want to watch it all right now. <laughs> Other than that, I I don't have many complaints as of right now. Like I don't really have any complaints. I mean, we could we'll come back and revisit it a little bit after not like a full episode, but we'll definitely check back in after everything's released and uh keep watching it and mm-hmm. see if it sticks a landing or whatnot. But for right now, I just thought it was pretty awesome. So uh I'm good. So I guess the only thing left to do is to give it a score for these first three episodes on a scale of zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey, what do you have for Invincible? I'm going to give it a uh, a three. I didn't hate it. It's just not something that I'm going to be excited to watch like I was for WandaVision. Are you going to keep watching it or are you all set? I'll keep watching it. (laughs) You don't have to. No, I will. will. You're you're already this invested, right? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mark Callis, how about you? Yeah, other than the sound design uh, through the dialogue, I don't find anything else wrong with this, so I have to give it a five out of five. Especially since it's like, I read the books, and there's scenes in the books that I'm like, I wonder if they're going to do this in the show. Like uh, the little girl, the monster girl. It seems the monster girl. It's fucking hilarious. And when that happened, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, take all my money. This is exactly what I want. (laughs) invincible punches her and they're like invincible hit that little girl (laughs) we need like 16 seasons of this show so we can get her full story in but um yeah i i'm hesitant to go five out of five because as much as i liked it there's still episodes to go so like this could just get turned into shit and like the last were there five more episodes yeah, five more. Now, now, if it goes off the rails, I'll fucking change my score. But these first three, I'm okay. giving five out of five. All right, well, fine then. I'll agree with you. Five out of five. Yes, <laughs> it's awesome. It's great. Uh, it's definitely something different. I, as much as I would have liked this to be live action, and I agree with you that Aubrey. Um, I feel like it being animated helps it stand out a little bit from a lot of what's going on right now on streaming services. So it doesn't look like they're just trying to make their own MCU show or something. So it gives at least a little different look. Um, And I really liked it. So five out of five for me. Now we, so that's our, we will be getting, we will be getting a live action version of this. Seth Rogen is, has been uh, working on it for years. Um, And it's kind of one of the things that they use to get him on a show, get him on an animated show. It's like, oh, you really want the you really want to work in this live action? How about you come over and help us out on this TV show? So, Aubrey, you will get your wish for a live action Invincible. 
I think that they could do like the animated show to build up and then create a live action movie. I'll take that. Well, if this does as good as it seems like it's doing on Amazon, maybe they'll uh, open up the Amazon wallet again and, and let them make the movie for Amazon prime. So it'd be like the Kim possible movie. Oh, <laughs> 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 God damn it, Mark. All right. That is our review of Invincible. The first three episodes on Amazon Prime are streaming right now. And then every Friday afterwards until the season's over. So if you watched it, check it out. If you haven't watched it, check it out. If you've watched it, let us know what you think. But now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. We're going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? Um, I recommend everybody go pick up Kingdoms of Amalur because they remastered it and released it for I think all consoles, but I bought it for Switch. Sorry, I was yawning. And I entertain me. Um, what 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 is that? So it was a role playing game that was developed with Todd McFarlane as one of the artists, and he created all of the creatures that are in the game that you fight and everything. You you're pretty much like you could choose between a human or an elf and stuff, and you died and came back to life. And you have all these special abilities. And so, so you can use magic and long distance weapons with short distance weapons, stuff like that. But it it's a lot of fun. And I loved it when it first was released for 360 and PS3 and everything. And But it was released with a quest that like completely broke the game. And if you accepted this quest... You could no longer play the game. You couldn't get past the quest no matter how much you tried. So you could get out of the area that that quest was in, but then the rest of the game you couldn't do anything else. And you couldn't discard the quest either. So it completely ruined the game for people. And they just let it go. And then finally they just remastered it, which is awesome because I'm super excited to actually play it and finish it. I get Mm. super far, and then I, of course, accepted that quest, and I was really upset. (laughs) So I'm really excited, and I think everybody should also go uh, follow American McGee on Twitter because I'm campaigning for him to create a new Alice game and for it to actually happen and for it to be on Switch. So, And they should follow our TikTok. Yes, follow our TikTok so I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> we all know how all I right. feel about wasting my time. <laughs> Mark Ellis, how about you? I wish I had time to play video games. That sounds like fun. I don't. (laughs) I do it at like one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, I want to recommend a uh, a small movie that's on YouTube. There's a YouTube channel called Bat in the Sun. um, And it's um, independent filmmakers who like to make fan films. Uh, They usually do like uh, superhero battles between they'll take like characters like um, like one that I watched was a Spider-Man versus Darth Maul. And they'll have really... um, really elaborate costumes, like really cool cosplayers uh, doing it. And they, you know, put some money into effects and just make little fan films. But uh, but they have a new one out called Batman Dying is Easy. And uh, it's only about 25 minutes, but it's pretty good. I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a, a fan film that looks like it could almost be like a, a TV show. So um, yeah, go to YouTube, look for Bat in the Sun. And check out Batman Dying is Easy. Um, there's some, uh, you know, Joy, I wanted to ask you, do you know of a cosplayer named Vera Bambi? The name sounds familiar. I don't know who you're talking about. No? Okay. No, uh, <laughs> Mark, come on. I've been following this person on, like, different uh, 
social media platforms for like probably five years, like probably in the top 1% hottest chicks on the planet. Okay. All right. Honestly, the name sounded familiar and I'm like, I feel like Joey would know who this person was. Uh, she, <laughs> she cameos in it as Poison Ivy. So to give you an idea of, uh, of uh, the type of talent that's in this, uh, in this show. So uh, yeah, definitely I'm check on it out. my way. <laughs> it's called uh, Batman Dying is Easy. It's free on YouTube. Awesome. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews. There's streaming picks. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast, and you'll find hours of free exclusive content. Adam just uploaded a trailer reaction for The Suicide Squad as well some more interviews with directors and actors from some of the cool VOD movies we've been checking out. Of course, we've got our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so is your podcast, where you can get exclusive extra episodes of the show for monetarily supporting us. Last month was the only place to see our review of Coming to America. And uh, coming up this month will be our Oscar prediction. So get on it. It's patreon.com backslash so is your podcast. And of course, as Aubrey said, follow us on TikTok. It's at So Wizard Podcast on TikTok. Um, Aubrey's been putting up videos. It's the only social media account that is not uh, 100% run by me. You can see more Aubrey content on TikTok. Though, if we do hit 100 followers, I will uh, do some sort of twerking TikTok dance, I promise. Yes. So, <laughs> we need about 52 people as of this. Oh, shit. Spread the word. We, we got to get those numbers up. I've been practicing in the mirror. I'm like, body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will suggest that you open up your wallet and put on your mask, go to the movies and see the movie Nobody, because uh, like I said earlier in the show, I saw it over the weekend. It was amazing. It was so good. Uh, I gave it a four and a half out of five. It is just balls to the wall. 100% pure testosterone action. Um, they should have had like a weight bench and a rack in the in the <laughs> lobby so you could come out afterward and just start lifting weights. That's like how manly this movie was. And uh, my son absolutely loved it. And I got to tell you, between that and Psycho Gore, man, I think there's only three slots left in the top five of 2021 for me. So go check out Nobody in the movie theater so we can get more cool kick-ass movies. But that, my friend, is going to do it. For episode number 347 in a row of the So Wizard podcast, I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I love when it rains. It's like the angels are splitting all over us. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, I can't top that. Everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week for Godzilla v. Kong. Good journey.